This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the 2023 Commodity Classic, taking place March 9th through the 11th in Orlando. Learn more at commodityclassic.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The House of Representatives has voted to avoid a rail strike. The chamber approved a measure to enforce a contract reached between rail and union negotiators in a bipartisan 290 to 137 vote. The language has been approved by eight of the industry's 12 unions, but the four that rejected it did so over concerns about policy on paid sick days. A separate House vote also advanced the measure to provide seven sick days as part of the deal, but that passed on a near-party-line vote. House Republicans cried foul over the sick day resolution after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said earlier this week the chamber would vote on the deal as written. But Pelosi said the added time off was not a change in her plans. It had always been our intention to do. We're doing it on the same day because of uh, the uh, end of session. House Ag Republican Rick Crawford is also a senior member of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. He said he was frustrated by Pelosi's tactics. Flat out lie and another colossal failure on the part of the outgoing speaker because she couldn't get the votes on her side of the aisle to vote for the PEB recommendation that the president asked for. Both measures now advance to the Senate. You can read more about the situation in Phil Brasher's story on agripulse.com. In other news, Mexico's ban on the importation of GMO corn could have some exceptions. Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador met earlier this week with U.S. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, and the two discussed Mexico's plan to ban the imports of GMO corn by January 2024. Now, a statement from Obrador's office says the country might offer exceptions to imports of feed corn that could be fed to Mexican livestock. Chris Edgington is the chairman of the National Corn Growers Association. He says the current trade relationship works well for both countries. We are set up to ship them unit trains of corn out of the western part of the Corn Belt. They're set up to receive unit trains of corn out of the western part of the Corn Belt. Um, So they're going to have some challenges there too on just procuring corn. Bill Thompson has more in his coverage on agripulse.com. By the way, the day came and went without new biofuel blending targets from the Environmental Protection Agency, but a consent decree between the EPA and Growth Energy could still be upheld. Sources tell Agripulse the proposal could still be finalized today and released later this week, perhaps as early as tomorrow. Stay tuned to Agripulse for the latest. Finally today, American pork officials are monitoring diseases that could cause harm to the industry. AgriPulse's Hannah Peggle has more. The Japanese encephalitis virus might not be in the U.S., but the emerging disease has the pork industry's attention. Paul Sumberg is the executive director of the Swine Health Information Center. He says Australia is currently experiencing outbreaks of JEV. That's a virus that's spread by mosquitoes. It's the same type of virus that West Nile is that we have here in the U.S. That's an issue for them. We don't have it here, but again, it's learning the lessons that they've gone through so we don't get it if we can help it. In their effort to mitigate JEV, Sumberg says Australia has done a great job bringing together the agriculture industry and the human health sector to fight the disease. JEV can infect people as well as infect pigs. So there's been a lot of cooperation. They've had people get sick, they've had people die of JEV in Australia, so that's a big issue. And at the same time, the pork down there and pigs are are called an amplifying host. So if they get it, the virus manufactures in high numbers in a pig and another mosquito will bite a pig and then move it from 
one spot to another. Sunberg says African swine fever is still the number one emerging disease, but Schick is also following foot and mouth disease. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pagel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. You put everything you've got into securing the next generation of your farm. So why not take it a step further? Commodity Classic is America's largest farmer-led, farmer-focused educational and agricultural experience, where you'll find thought-provoking education, a huge trade show with the latest ag technology, and networking with thousands of farmers who are preparing for the next generation just like you. Join us in Orlando March 9th through 11th, 2023. Learn more at commodityclassic.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.